listening to the Loving BDSM Podcast, episode 317. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the guy who needed a mid-morning nap but said he slept mostly okay. I don't really believe you. John Brownstone. I'm not, I, I don't know what to say about that either, I know. Are you caffeinated I, enough? Do you need more caffeine? I can get you more caffeine. Possibly. We, we can caffeinate I, you. I think the mistake was I sat down to read a magazine. You're not supposed to do that. You sitting down and uh, consuming any kind of content. You're going to take a nap. I know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your dog was happy. She was. Lola she was, cuddled she, up like it was nothing. Oh, she was like, yeah, she was all over it. She was like, this doesn't happen. I know. She looked very pleased with herself. <laughs> After she tried to eat um, a red onion skin, like the papery kind of skin, not the part that's edible, Ooh. and then spat it out on the kitchen floor. Yeah. Finally found something she won't eat. Yes. Uh, I'm glad. I'm so glad to know she won't eat that. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> this week, we're answering a question that came in well before last week's Q&A and is such a thought-provoking question, we decided it needed its own episode. That's why you did not hear it last week. Um, and that question is, how much does a submissive need to change in order to have a successful DS relationship? Oh, we have thoughts. And you probably can guess some of them. Anyway, <laughs> Welcome to the Loving BDSM Podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Loving BDSM, on FetLife at Loving BDSM PC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, Loving DS in the number one, so that's at Loving DS1 or on YouTube at youtube.com slash lovingbdsm, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. A big thanks as always to our kinky patrons over on Patreon, including our newest peeps. We're able to keep doing this weird thing on the internet in large part because of our kinky patrons, and we are grateful for every fucking one of you. If you'd like to join our kinky community and get access to extra content and a Discord server with a group of super cool, super nice kinksters, you can. Just join us at patreon.com slash Kayla Lords. That's patreon.com slash Kayla Lords, or use the link in the show notes. Okay, <laughs> I got worried you didn't know what button to push. And you're a button pusher from way back. I am. I know how to push your buttons at the very least. I know, and sometimes I love it, and sometimes I don't. Because, <laughs> you know, life is full of complexity. Uh, before we get into this week's episode, a few announcements. One is a fun one. If you would like uh, more of us, and you're looking for another uh, kink uh, fetish BDSM podcast. We uh, were interviewed on a podcast called Spank You, Letter You, Spank You Next. Um, it's um, a podcast that's part of fetish.com. Um, the episode is called A247 BDSM Marriage. It was published on July 28th. It's available on all major podcast apps. If you go to Google and search Spank You, again, the letter U, next all the links will come up. I have linked to the Spotify um, podcast episode or podcast page because I know not everybody has Apple or, and the people who have Apple wouldn't have Google. And so I went with Spotify, but you can find it if you're interested. We spent about an hour talking about our DS relationship, what that's like for us, how we met, some stuff y'all ha- will have heard, but you know, in a different interview-like format. It's the two of us. It's fun. So yeah, definitely check them out. And, and then if you, you know, like what you hear, you've got another podcast to uh, potentially listen to. Um, so that's the first thing. And that was really fun. And we were like super mm-hmm. excited to do it. And Yeah, had a good time chatting yeah. with them. It was one it of those great. chats where the time went by real fast. And we we're like, oh, like 
we actually uh, timed out the Zoom meeting yeah. <laughs> and had to dial back in. <laughs> I know, and nobody is shocked that I could ta- out-talk the Zoom meeting because we know I can't. Okay, so the next um, announcement is that things are still glitchy. So for those people who normally yeah. listen on Spotify and have come over to YouTube or our DMs or the website and gone, where the heck is every episode after Joy and DS? With all the website issues we had a couple weeks ago, something about the feed got like screwed up and I was able to fix the Apple podcast feed and the iHeartRadio feed. Uh, the Spotify one, I could not easily fix. The day I was sitting down to try to fix it again, the guy who handles our website for us, he's amazing, Michael, we love him. Uh, he messaged me and went, I am going to drastically rebuild your site so it will stop crashing. I went, okay, well, maybe I won't mess with anything. So I'm <laughs> waiting for him to finish that. And then I will try to fix the Spotify yeah. thing. Um, what he's doing will make the site more stable and less glitchy and fix some underlying problems that were nobody's fault. It's just how technology works. Um, but at any point, you know, over the weekend, links weren't working. They are working as of moment of recording again. Anytime a link does not work, like in our link tree or on our website, um, message us, email us, um, in whatever way we're connected. Um, try, try to like raise a flag and go, oh, I can't get anywhere. Because sometimes I don't know. But right now I do know. And we're working on it. And we're trying our best. Had a panic attack because... Both our Etsy workbooks, 30 Days of DS and then 30 Days of DS Volume 2, are filled with links to our site. And I was getting messages over the weekend going, the links in the workbooks are not working. And I was like, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry right now. And then we got them fixed. It took like a message to Michael and like he did his techno wizardry. And we were good. But I had that moment of this is why people day drink because I get it. Um, So, yeah, things are glitchy. We're aware. We're working on it somehow knock on wood it's youtube that hasn't been letting us down this time right just give it a minute i'm sure okay (laughs) so let's get into the episode all right uh i don't i've been waiting for this i know i've got so many thoughts because there's the surface level immediate answer Mm -hmm. and then i like i go deeper yeah i go deeper okay so um if you ever do want to ask a question, the best place is to use our contact page on our website. It goes to email. I will see it. It might take me a while. The second best place is uh, FetLife. I use FetLife primarily for the DMs. So if you ever have a question, feel free. It may become a podcast episode. I might answer it directly. It depends on how I'm feeling at the time. This one <laughs> became a podcast episode. The question was, how much does a submissive need to change in order to have a successful DS relationship. What are your immediate thoughts, JB? Okay, here we go. (laughs) Here we go. So, there are so many layers to this. It it is just unbelievable. So I'm I'm gonna start in this this way. Mm -hmm. When you and I met, we both knew each other was kinky and yet we built our relationship first and foremost on being friends Mm -hmm. and getting to know one another so looking at this from a relationship aspect leave out the kink for right now Mm -hmm. i got to know who you are who kayla is as a person Mm -hmm. and 
in the past, I have been in relationships where the other person's like, oh, for me to love you, you have to change. Yeah, you have to be somebody that you're not. Right. Mm -hmm. And that crashed and burned very quickly. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons our friendship grew and I grew to love you was because of who you are, the person that you are, Mm -hmm. the core of your person. And to say, do I want that to change? No. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. Right. Like if you met me and then wanted things about who I am at my core to change, then why do you want to be with me? Right. Go find somebody who was already those things. Who was already those things. Right. All right. So now that does not go without saying that in the time that we have been together, that you have not grown in certain ways and changed, that I think is inevitable. Hopefully, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You know, otherwise you stay stagnant. And I have always been a firm believer that life is about growth. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there is that. Now... Um, bring in the kink. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, there again, too, one of the things that attracted me to you, a good portion of our kinks aligned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, from being a masochist and the type of play you enjoyed to... Um, you being a service submissive. Sure. Okay. And, and the things that you, and, and the roles that you see yourself in as a service submissive mm-hmm. aligned with what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Just like me as a, as a dominant aligned with the things you were looking for. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, all right. That, that's there. Now, is it a matter at that point of changing? Um, indirectly, no. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a matter of, of learning. Learning new skills. Learning new skills. Learning how to interact learning, with a new person. Learning me sure. just as much as I was learning you. Right. All right. And learning best ways to serve, learning... Um, for me, best way to, um, be a dominant and lead and guide you. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, no, I, I think at its core, again, it's not about changing. It's about learning Mm -hmm. each other. And it's about, I was thinking about this earlier. There's, there's two parts to this. There's a reciprocal nature to any relationship, DS being what we're talking Mm -hmm. about. So who I am needs to fit with what you want who you are needs to fit Mm -hmm. with what i want at the same time the other part of it of any successful relationship is once you find the places places you align and you have enough either similarities or complementary bits to yourself that you kind of fit then there's compromise and Mm -hmm. the thing is is that people in any kind of relationship romantic sexual platonic working parent child like all of them in healthy relationships 
there's going to be compromise, but that level of compromise has to be worth it, air quote that, because that can mean so many mm-hmm. different things, to the people involved. So were there things you asked me to do that I had never done before? Sure. I had never even had a cup of coffee, let alone made a cup of coffee right. before I started making your coffee. Were there ways you asked me to behave, whether that was walking on a certain side, waiting for you to open the door, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever? Absolutely. And the things that were unfamiliar to me or that I was uncertain of, I had to go within myself and go, am I willing to do it? Like, do I have any objection to it? Right. If I if I did, it was my job to speak up and go, I have an objection to this. If I was didn't have an objection to it, but there was some part of it that didn't quite feel right, then it's about compromise. And the level Correct. with which both partners have to compromise in order to find the middle ground that works for everybody. Mm-hmm. I know, I know there are power exchange relationships where there's sometimes it's an air quote dom and sometimes it's just a dom who's still learning who thinks that it's my way or the highway and their submissive partner is supposed to bend to their will completely that's can be a fun fantasy but that's not the reality Mm -hmm. that's not how relationships work that's not how long-term relationships it it makes for a great scene but beyond that yeah right and i know that there are some relationships you know i think owner slave comes to mind first and foremost but not Mm -hmm. necessarily where yes the dominant partner has a more air quote this rigid structured um sense of what they want from their submissive um how they expect somebody to behave how they themselves will behave um at the end of the day the submissive partner needs to be willing to do that and needs to on some level be fulfilled by that. If I'm going to drastically alter the way I operate my life in a relationship, Mm -hmm. it only works long-term if my needs are being met, my wants are being, you know, delivered. Like there's Mm -hmm. something I want that I'm getting. If I feel like I'm not the only one compromising and growing and learning new things and adapting to what this means. and when you have that long term and you have, you know, the remembrance of growth and change and knowing that the thing you wanted on day one of your power exchange might not be what you want on year 10 of your power exchange um, and being willing to, to try to be flexible in that way, the change that might occur is not change of who you are as a person. If somebody's asking you to completely change who you are as a human being mm-hmm. in order to satisfy them, run run get out now one that might be fine for a little bit eventually it won't be fine two if your needs are not also being met then it's not a reciprocal relationship there's no exchange going on (laughs) you know it's a controlling one Mm -hmm. i mean at the same time you are not the same person i met 10 years ago no i am not the same person Mm -hmm. i was 10 years ago nor am i the same person i was 20 years ago right you know so there is going to be some change but that change is through growth that changes through life experience time circumstance in life right health mental physical otherwise whatever mm-hmm. like people ideally grow in themselves in their lives if you're with a partner or multiple partners hopefully you can grow together a common thing I hear mostly on the vanilla side of things about 
the reason a lot of relationships will fail is that either one partner is going through personal growth and the other one is not and is trying to be who they were at 21 when mm -hmm. they are 41 um or they're both growing but they're growing in different directions and they it becomes less compatible than it once did it's harder to find that compromise to air quote compromise means that somebody has to give up something that they absolutely desperately need in order to feel fulfilled, content, happy, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. Those are hard moments. And sometimes the answer is a relationship can't continue. When in this case, we're talking about a submissive and I think it's gonna be a lot more common with submissives because of another thing on my little list of notes okay. where I understand where this idea might come from, which is submissive training, right? Yeah. Um, a lot if a submissive has to twist themselves into knots and become somebody that they don't even recognize anymore in order to make a relationship work it's a completely one-sided relationship and it cannot survive long term right. um sometimes the answer is we are not compatible this will not work and that's a hard decision to come to Correct. i get it but what is better ending now and mm -hmm. going on to hopefully live your best life, have some more periods of growth and learning new things about yourself and gaining experience and wisdom and all the things hopefully that come with, you know, life as we move forward. Uh, or the misery and resentment that's basically guaranteed after any amount of time where you suppress everything that you are and don't have your needs met right. in service to a relationship where the other person, whether through benign neglect or manipulation or any number of things, mm -hmm. does not is not asking what you need. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's that, not trying to give you what you need. Something like that in a situation like that is 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 a pot waiting to overboil. Mm -hmm. Okay, because when someone's needs aren't being met, especially consistently for a long period of time, that resentment's going to build up. Mm -hmm. Okay, and and it's inevitable there's going to be resentment. Absolutely. Okay. So that's going to go on and everybody at some point like that is going to reach a breaking point. Sure. Where enough is enough. And, and just like I've talked in the past, this, this is one of the clear examples, you know, um, I, I, I look at someone who is a submissive, especially a service submissive, you know, they give, they give, they give, they empty their well in order for them to continue giving that well has to be replenished. Right. And in a power exchange relationship, you would expect at least some of that replenishment to come from the dominant because right. the false notion that the only one sacrificing, giving, working hard in a relationship is the submissive. First of all, not all submissives are service subs. Like that's part of it. You know, that's, a f that's wrong on so many levels and it's going to lead to bad ends to a relationship and you know, a, a lot of bad tapes for people to, to overcome because the responsibility of what a dominant needs to do is not just, I get what I want because I'm in charge. I get to tell you what I want. You have to do what I want. It's what are you offering? What are you doing for your submissive? It is absolutely a back and mm -hmm. forth. It is an exchange. It is not a take, take, take until, you know, I use that submissive up. Drop, cast, it, cast it away cast and, 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 get and get another, another one. one. Yeah. Now, are there those people out there? Of course they are. Do they call themselves dominance? Of course they do. <laughs> um, but that's not healthy. That's not what we're actually right. looking for. So surface level, the answer to the question, does a submissive have to change who they are in order to have a successful relationship? I think we both agree. No. Right. One, the question is too lopsided. Why, mm -hmm. why are we supposing that the submissive has to do 
all of the changing in order for the, for the relationship to be successful. This is a partnership. Right. Exactly. Everybody's giving and taking to the level right. that they can. Both both sides have to be willing to bend. Yeah. Okay. You or can, to go your separate way if bending if, if, if bending is not can't. an option. Right. But you know, let let's you know here here's a good metaphor I think. You know, a, a tree. If, if a if a storm comes through and that tree is rigid, eventually that wind is going to break that tree. Right. Okay. The tree that survives the storm are the ones that are flexible mm-hmm. and can give with the wind. And and coming into a relationship, both parties have to be willing to bend. Mm-hmm. You know, they they each have to give and take. I did not get a hundred percent of what I wanted. When, when we created our relationship. Right. You did not get 100% of what yep. you wanted. We talked, we negotiated, we, we you know, worked at it, um, and, and we met somewhere in the middle. We each got enough that we were satisfied and fulfilled. Right. And from there, we've grown. There were things I said no to in the beginning of the relationship that we do Correct. now. Yeah. There were things you said no to that we do right. now. So that's, that's, that's mm-hmm. that on that. But because I think of this as a multi-layered question. So I see this in three parts. That was the first part. That was okay. the surface level. Is a submissive supposed to twist themselves into knots? And that's how you get a good DS relationship. Uh, wholeheartedly, no, that is not how that's supposed to go. Here's the second place that I think this question tends to come from. Okay. And that's the idea of submissive training. So if somebody is being trained to behave a way, do certain things, act a certain way, carry themselves a certain way, Surface level, that sounds like changing who you are. Mm-hmm. I think it goes back to our, the very first thing we've already said, which is the things you're doing and where you're compromising still need to be fulfilling on some level. You need to be receiving as well as giving. But I think we also don't always talk about submissive training for what it is, even though some people do because it's a kink of theirs, and that mm-hmm. is behavior modification. Submissive training yeah. is skills training. Submissive training is changing habits, changing um, yeah. uh, the course of your day, and maybe how you move through life. Submissive training does not change who you are at your core. Correct. And should not, in my opinion. I don't care how well, deep and micromanaged you want to go. Mm-hmm. Deep down inside, whoever you are, regardless of the skills you know, the experiences you've had, even though those definitely will influence mm-hmm. who you are, like that person is that person. And then everything else needs to kind of slot into place with that. And and there is a big difference in that because, I'm, and I'm going to use this as an example, mm-hmm. um, smoking. Mm-hmm. The submissive smokes. They want to. They want to quit, and they want help. Mm-hmm. All right. To me, that falls under behavior modification. Absolutely. You're, you're, as a dominant, you are helping that person achieve a goal of quitting smoking. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you are not changing. Again, the core of who that person is. Right. All right. So, you know, yeah, behavior modification. You're still not changing the core of the person right the change if there's going to be change it's going to come from growth and that growth may likely come depending on the relationship from Mm -hmm. the new skills you learn the way you learn to interact with one another the way you learn what your partner likes and doesn't like and how you fit in and what you need and want because the thing is is that the further we go into this when we're with 
some compatible partner where everybody's needs on some level mm-hmm. to some extent are being fulfilled when there's that give and take that's right. the space where growth can happen so maybe you had not great behaviors prior i'm thinking of and i saw it in the live chat briefly the acting out to get the punishment because you don't yet know how to just ask for the fucking spanking mm-hmm. that's not changing who you are that's changing a a behavior you've learned. It might be a coping mechanism. It might be that that's how it worked that one time with that one person and your brain went, okay, message received. At the core of it, the who you are is the person who likes the spanking. The how you get it is the behavior change. So submissive training should not fundamentally change who a person is at their core. Ideally, it will heighten the things that they already are that maybe they don't know that they're capable of. It will expand their horizons so that they Mm -hmm. can see what's possible and have that growth. It will allow them to experience their power exchange in ways that they have not done before or maybe never considered until they were willing to try the thing. And yes, you will see change from that, but it's not the training or the behavior modification that did it. It's the opportunity for growth. And it only works if in that situation, you as the submissive, and I'm speaking on my own behalf here and from my perspective, if you were doing things that feel true and right to yourself, what I mean by that is there's nothing wrong with agreeing to do something, not because you give two shits about it, but because your dominant partner wants, I promise you, I did not care about learning how to make a cup of fucking coffee. (laughs) I wanted to make my partner happy. And so therefore when he said, I would like you to learn how to make coffee and make it the way I like. I went, okay. And one, we've now expanded that from oh, yeah. well beyond just making a I, cup of coffee. I, I, I taught her how to make a cup of coffee the way I like it. And she took it to a whole new level. She makes it better than I did now. But at the same time, there were things you said, I would like you to learn how to do this. I I can't think anymore since it's now been mm-hmm. so long. I know there were a couple things on the list. I went, no, I know myself well enough. That's not going to work. Yeah. There were some things that um we went into trying to do i was willing to do it but i realized i couldn't keep it up well if i had taken on this belief that because you want it done i have to twist myself into knots to do it no matter what i would have kept doing it resentment would have built Mm -hmm. whatever i would have been an, an unhappy person on some level but because one of the skills we've developed together and that's going to be part of my third point we're getting there um is I had been learning how to communicate better. And so I was able to go, this thing you want me to do, it's not working. It's Mm -hmm. causing me stress. I'm not getting it done. I feel like I'm, you know, not getting other things done. And at that point you reassessed and went, do I actually need you to do this? Right. No, because you cared um, as much about getting what you want as you cared about me being happy. You actually care more about me being happy than having all of your needs fulfilled. Correct. And that goes back to like a false thing that a lot of people believe that one partner is supposed to fulfill every single need of another person that no, no, that's impossible. For some of us, we deal with that by, you know, having a non-monogamous relationship. For others, you suck it up and go, either I have to find a more compatible partner or I figure out what, if I, don't need this need quite as much. That's just the nature of it. But that thinking, that false Mm -hmm. belief that a submissive is supposed to fulfill every need their dominant has, bullshit, and doesn't work once it meets reality. Because there will be some things that a person just can't do, Mm -hmm. won't do, it causes more harm than good. Yeah. And if the whole 
goal, air quote, of submissive training is to turn your submissive into this automaton that just does what you want. Baby, go get you a sex doll or a sex robot. Well, that's and, the only and, way you're and get that, that brings around to a thought that I had with all this. And, you know, something I ran into early on coming into the lifestyle were these dominants who were like, I want a sub that I will break and I will break that sub down to their barest existence as a person and then build them back up into something they will not recognize. From a fantasy perspective, I find that so sexy. Right. From a let's live our real life Mm -hmm. and pay mortgage slash rent, keep the lights on, raise children, take care of dog and cat. (laughs) The fuck? (laughs) Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Sure. First of all, um, I'm going to need to see all of your psychological degrees and how to do that safely. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Again, there's a lot of things we say in kink that can be great for a one-off scene, Mm -hmm. can be great as a fantasy that's hot. Some people in small doses can make some of that a reality, but for the vast majority anybody who's saying i'm i've done this and i've done it successfully one i'd like to see it before i believe it two you're gonna be the exception not the fucking rule Mm -hmm. the rest of us are trying to like get through fucking life and life will intervene and your own past bad tapes as we call them your traumas your triggers those are going to come in and bite you in the ass rear their ugly head the things you just want out of life that maybe you didn't know you wanted at 21 but you figure out at 42 you do those are gonna creep in um and the thing about being a submissive and i know that some people will say this is different for um submissives who um identify as slaves and at sort of that end of the spectrum Mm is and i know that there are some people i've seen them online who claim that this is the life they're leading or trying to lead the i can't think of the word i want but that uh, that air quote desire to completely suppress who you are and become a blank slate for a dominant partner if you're able to do it and keep your mental health intact and actually have your needs fulfilled again you're the exception not the rule the vast majority of us it's not feasible. It's not realistic. Too many people should not be entrusted with that level of care and that level of responsibility. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of doms I know don't want that level of care and responsibility. They would like you to be your own autonomous human being. Thank you very much. And that we mm-hmm. negotiate when you will let their will be what leads and you kind of right. like lower I, it down a little I bit. I told you right up front, I have no desire to come into our relationship and micromanage you. Mm-mm. True micromanagement on the level I see it in sort of fantasy writing is, I mean, it's difficult on any level, but it's so difficult in the way that some some people claim that mm-hmm. they wanna do it. A couple people I've read over the years say that they have, call me skeptical. I think it's real easy to say anything on, you know, the fucking internet. <laughs> you can be who the hell you wanna be. If people are leading that life, I hope you have mechanisms where you're checking in, where if a need's not getting met, you have a way to deal with it. The one time we've come across a couple, we've given this example for years Mm -hmm. now, that they had a a very micromanaged owner-slave dynamic, one that I Mm -hmm. knew from immediately, it would never be something I would want. They they spoke at our old munch years ago, yes. They had a very complex, in-depth, negotiated method for how 
issues could be resolved. So that this person, this, the submissive in this situation, if something happens and they this is what they no longer want, there's a mechanism. Because the right. reality is, is that potentially, no matter how good that, you know, lowering of your own will and letting the dominant partner's will take over kind of thing, no matter how good that is for some amount of time, eventually it probably won't be it probably won't right. work unless the two partners but, are growing together. Right. Which and, is ideal. And and looking at us, for example, what we had as long distance did not work when uh, is not what we had when we moved in together right. is not what we now have. Right. Right. Exactly. And thank God, because what yeah. we had during long distance worked and yes. the things that didn't work, we adjusted. We moved in. We figured it took us a while. We figured out what worked. Mm-hmm. We've moved on in different directions with our life, and we're figuring out what works. It's Correct. not without its bumps. It's not no, without its moments of this no. is totally not working. We've had a few, like, not as in-depth as I'd like, but life keeps getting in the way. We've had a few conversations recently where I'm like, does this really feel like this is working the way we intended? Because right. it doesn't feel like it. But we are at a point we can have those conversations. Yeah. And the relationship for us is still intact. We just have to adjust again. So I would I have a third point on the change. Thing, okay. Okay. All right. And it actually it ties back to point number two about submissive training really being behavior modification and skills training, and that is the reality is that assuming you're compatible with a partner, right? The Venn diagram of who they are and what they want and need and desire and don't want and need and blah blah blah, and you and what you want and need blah. blah and personalities and all that stuff. You're gonna come together, there's gonna be a Venn diagram and you're gonna build your relationship Mm -hmm. where you overlap, right? Assuming that's good, assuming that's workable, assuming that's something you each want to pursue over some amount of time, long-term, short-term. You've touched on it and and now it comes back to a behavior skills kind of thing. Mm -hmm. In order to have a successful DS relationship, it's not that both partners have to change, it's that both partners have to grow. Because the reality yeah. is, is whatever you were shitty at in your vanilla relationships, you're still gonna be shitty at them in your power exchange until you learn otherwise. Communication skills is the perfect example. Correct. Many of us come into power exchange and we hopefully get the message somewhere that we're gonna have to communicate. Dom ends up. But just because you know you're supposed to do it doesn't mean you know how, how to, do, to it. do it. Doesn't mean you're necessarily with a partner who can collaborate with you in that way and give as much as you're trying to give and give you the feedback and work it out with you and let you be imperfect at this new skill, whether it's communication or otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality is that minus, we're not talking about toxic abusive situations. Because one, we're not trying to change toxic abusive people. We're trying to get away from them safely. That's what we're gonna try and do there. (laughs) But for people who are just imperfect people, if the level of compatibility is still feels like the right level of compatibility, what skills do both sides of the slash need to improve on? That's not change again. It's not who you are at your core. It's a skill or the letting go of a, an old coping mechanism. Think about how many of us, because of past relationships and shit we've been through, when I know me, I have a perfect example that's me. First of all, I don't tolerate being yelled at, okay? I'm not, you know, a dog in the backyard, you don't need to yell at me, but 
angry voices. I know, and I'm using mm -hmm. this word in the, in the psychological way, angry voices trigger me. It's an anxiety attack <laughs> waiting to happen, or it's now a, a angry outburst waiting to happen. You have had to learn over the years mm -hmm. how to modulate your own tone. You can be angry, yes. but you don't need to lash out. Right. You lashing out is a coping mechanism mm -hmm. you've had. How old are you now? Your whole fucking life, because I've met your yeah. family. Well, Me, and, there, <laughs> and and there's there's the there's the little you know oddity to that too. Um, you know, when she first started telling me this, uh, especially after she met my family, um, I come from a German Italian background mm -hmm. um both very loud cultures <laughs> yes and, <laughs> and they and there's a difference between loud and angry mm -hmm. and when loud and angry combine my brain shuts the fuck down yeah so i had to learn how to communicate that with you i had to go do the work of understanding that was a trigger and what could i do about it if anything not always mm -hmm. i needed to to teach you that you're not going to get very far with me in an argument or when you're upset if right. you then sent me down this rabbit hole where I'm, I'm no good for easily a day. Those were coping mechanisms, habits, things we've done that are not fundamentally who we are. Fundamentally who I am. I might joke. My fundamental core is not somebody who is crying in bed. I mean, Think that's anybody's fundamental core even though sometimes it feels like it yours is not an angry person are there some people who seem like that's their fundamental core yes okay it was a thing you did because parts of your life taught you to react that way mm -hmm. then you met a partner who went oh we can't do this right and you wanted the relationship enough and understood it for yourself that mm -hmm. mm, this is not working so i will change this i will do yeah. my best and i understood that the way i was reacting was not working and i didn't want right. to react that way and i was willing to change the behavior it was not a fundamental change of self no it was a it was growth it was a uh, an opportunity to do something different than i had done before working on it together we make the relationship stronger and mm -hmm. ideally, and so yeah. far it's been working, we continue to sort of move and grow in the same direction. Now, as we said at the top, sometimes you grow and you grow in two different directions. And that can be sad, especially if it's a relationship you really deeply want to maintain, but it, sometimes you can't. Sometimes you're literally not right. even, you're not even, it's not the same path. You're not even on the same fucking map anymore. And, that doesn't mean the relationship failed. And if you did both grow and seemingly change, air quote that, that's actually a good thing. And you were together at a time when you could help one another and you could do that together. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so change is not the same as learning a new skill to me. You know, I, I understand why we use that shorthand and we use those terms interchangeably because especially if you've ever had this experience of knowing somebody who did not have good um, communication skills, maybe had some anger management issues, maybe had some untreated, undiagnosed mm -hmm. mental illness or whatever, and it shaped how they behaved and maybe it made them a less than ideal partner. And then you see them after they've done the hard work and the growth of everything they needed to do. It can feel like you're looking at a, a completely different person. And may, if somebody says, if, says about themselves that they are a complete different person, I respect that. 
my personal belief is that that person was already there. It was just covered up in mm-hmm, years of mm-hmm. gunk, you know? I mean, that, you know, what you're talking about it with growth, you know, that's something I have seen um, in any number of relationships over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if one person grows and the other doesn't, mm-hmm. they grow apart. Mm-hmm. And, and that relationship can can fade now can it work if one partner at the very least accepts that the other partner is growing i think so i, I think so because i think your growth can happen at different rates i've had True. leaps and bounds yeah of growth where you didn't you weren't in a position where you air quote needed growth mm-hmm. you were you were maintaining maintaining can be fine as long as it's healthy right because I'll like leap forward in a growth and I'll try and bring you with me and go, let me tell you what Mm -hmm. I've learned. Oh, here's this thing that I see is happening, communication, mental illness, whatever, whatever. And I will share my knowledge with you. And that's a balance of sharing knowledge versus like preaching and sermonizing and trying to force somebody to agree with Mm -hmm. what you know, the growth you've had. No, 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 I can't. And then you'll go through your own thing and it will be, often it will be very difficult. (laughs) Yeah. Many times will be tragic and sad. And um, what you'll find later is something about you, I don't want to say shifted, but that you see things differently than you once did. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, we're not going to go into details on this. So hopefully I don't need a content warning for this. But I know after every death I've ever, close death of a close personal friend or family member, I'm not the same. No. Quite as I was before. No. Part of that's the grieving process. And Sometimes it's been about realizing things, seeing things that you didn't see before, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes our growth cycles are painful and awful and why? That's not fair. I don't like that. And sometimes they're good things. They're opportunities. They're pure chance and luck, but you're able to look at it and be introspective and go, okay, here's what I can learn from it. Whatever, whatever, whatever. But we're not always on the same pace, at the same pace Correct. as one another. Correct. But that's the other thing, you know, in our relationship, we'll try not to project onto anybody mm-hmm. else's relationship. In our relationship, one of the things we are willing to do is do that thing of, okay, I've made a few steps forward in the path, but we're still on the same path. Mm-hmm. I'll turn around and not wait for you, but kind of be like, I'm here. Yeah. Like, we're still... Right, we're still right. here together. We're mm-hmm. still compatible. Because we're I, still fitting. Because each I, other. I think one of the worst things in a relationship is one partner experiences that growth, and the other partner is like, "What's going on? You're not the same person I used to know." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen. You know, uh, that's how my first and hopefully only divorce but my first marriage that's part part of how it ended you know we were unrecognizable to one another on one level he was still the same person i'd married but that was a problem we'd been married nine years and in Mm -hmm. my eyes he was the exact same person he married i made the mistake that many people sometimes do i married potential i was like i know what he's capable of Mm -hmm. so i kept waiting for that growth and that you know learning of new things and blah blah Mm -hmm. blah and never got it um and he looking back was like, where's the the 20 year old that was happy go lucky and whatever. And I was like, she is bogged down by two kids and a mortgage. <laughs> right. And working two jobs right now. Okay, she's yeah, tired. Yeah. <laughs> because I had 
I've learned some hard lessons. I had right. looked at my life and not liked what I had seen. And so had, over the years had made changes, had kind of changed paths and gone, I want to go a different direction. And he was unwilling or unable to go that. Mm-hmm. He was fine while I carried him down the path. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. another thing that, that I think if you ever <laughs> look at a relationship <laughs> and realize that you have grown, we're not going to say changed, we're going to say mm-hmm. grown, and your partner, you're unrecognizable to one another. Right. Um, sometimes, I've done this, you carried that person. They didn't have to change. They didn't have to, see, change is too easy a word. They didn't have to like have these moments of self-reflection and personal growth and what do I want to do with my they, life? They or, didn't have to go through the growth spurts. Right. And I, I was that enabler and I absolutely strapped him to my back and went down the path and then realized I was fucking tired mm-hmm. because I was carrying him and I was doing it alone. And it wasn't that there was compromise. I was absolutely doing that. Let me bend and twist myself into mm-hmm. unrecognizable, you know, version. Yeah. In order to keep this going when I finally took some really good advice and remembered I can do bad by my damn self. And went, okay, I'm gonna keep going on this path. I'm gonna leave your ass mm-hmm, right here. Mm-hmm. If you think you can catch up, okay. And if see, you can't, not my problem. In in a healthy DS relationship, and even even in a a, a relationship outside of DS. Sure. Um, I firmly believe you do not expect someone to change for you. No. Um, in, in a DS relationship, because of the things that we do, mm-hmm. we as a whole, I believe, are more open to change. Yeah. As growth. Mm-hmm. More open to learning Mm -hmm. as a step to that growth Mm -hmm. and I think those things combined are what make a DS relationship so different but in a good way and the thing is I would the the sad thing is is DS relationship for all that it is definitely different from my non-kinky relationship those fundamentals, because I agree with you, they, they, they should, should be, not be different. It should be the core for mo- for and all, if not most exactly. relationships. Exactly. Absolutely. Just like my Venn diagram overdone example, yeah, should be part and parcel of any relationship. But the reality mm-hmm. is, is that too many of us are not taught the communication skills. We're not right. often taught to listen to ourselves and to trust the internal compass and voice and whatever, whatever we have that might say, this doesn't feel right. This isn't good. And then of course, add in, uh, I'm going to go with anxiety because it's the one I know. Well, Mm. add in a mental illness like anxiety. And then you don't even know if you can trust Mm. that voice. Like (laughs) it's like, there's so many, so, so many reasons why. And that goes back to though, the thing we say is if, if that's who you were in a non-kink relationship mm-hmm. and that way of being and not listening to yourself and not letting go when you need to let go and not trying to figure out what is true for you and 
doing the the compromise that suits the relationship and your own needs and all mm-hmm. if you're not doing that non-kinky you're still going to struggle with it in a kinky relationship right because it doesn't just go away because that's a part of the learning process and the growth process and the yeah. i know people hate this yeah. uh uh cliche but the path and the journey you know that's part of that it's not sure. just what kinky shit can we do together and but all of life you know. is a path and a journey of course, regardless of course. of course it is i yeah. i agree but in terms of a relationship who we are as people and how we relate to each other as people should not but definitely is different from kinky to non-kinky shouldn't be different and then some very good non-kinky relationships these are things that are you know standard to who they are i think it's why if for some weird reason i don't want to contemplate it the power exchange and the kink went away tomorrow we still have the skills and the connection to maintain a non-kinky relationship correct because the fundamentals of how we try to relate to one another outside of the power exchange are still there correct we're still gonna absolutely communicate absolutely. with one another we're still gonna you know help each other we're still gonna mm-hmm. be try to mm-hmm. be as true as possible as we can to our right. own needs and all of that and at the core of it coming into the relationship neither one of us said well, you have to be this in order for us to have a relationship. Right. Or I have no. to be this to have this this relationship. It wasn't. No. We accepted yes. at the core of who we are and and between our morals, between our, our, our moral compass. Mm-hmm. Our ethics, um, our values. Our, our ethics, values, all that stuff of who we are. Right. Which goes back to why I think we still, you and I both, always recommend being friends at some level mm-hmm. before entering a power exchange, especially if what you're looking for is a committed power exchange. It might be a little bit different if it's casual, if it's more of a top bottom thing, mm-hmm. but in a committed, I don't care if it's romantic or sexual, it can be perfectly platonic. It's the committed part. In a committed power exchange relationship, please Jesus, try to be friends first because yeah. figure out if you like this person as a person. Cause guess what? On the day when somebody's too sick for the power exchange, the person is who you're gonna be looking for. And if right. what's happening in your burgeoning new hell, maybe it's been established for a hot minute, power exchange is somebody is telling you that they want you to be fundamentally different than who you actually are that means they're trying to have a relationship with somebody other than you meaning they need to go find that person that embodies to the best of that person's ability what they're looking for because you clearly aren't it and that's not a knock at you you haven't done anything wrong it's a compatibility issue Nobody on either side of a slash should twist themselves into knots, suppress who they actually are, and somehow fundamentally change everything about themselves to please another human being. If I'm not enough for you as a human being, as a person, as the woman you see sitting across from you, mm-hmm. before we've added a layer of power exchange, I certainly am not gonna be enough and the right one once the kinky shit gets added in. So yeah. figure that out first. first. And I know this is easier to say than it is to do, do not be afraid to walk away from somebody who is not what you want. Mm-hmm. There's part of that, another thought that I'd had about this where that happens. One, I think sometimes it's a sub frenzy thing from a submissive perspective. You're, you're so eager to submit when you're in sub frenzy and you can sometimes convince yourself that you'll never get this opportunity again. And so you better take the first dom e looking person who's kind of looking at your cross-eyed, right? The other thing is, just at least in American culture, scarcity is a thing. If you don't jump on it today, it'll be gone tomorrow. 
It's not actually true. I don't want to jump on the wrong person. I mean, unless we're jumping in. That's different. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> I don't want to accept the discount clearance $1.99 version of a DOM because I'm afraid that the high quality one that's going to cost more in terms of my own personal growth and time and effort and we have to work for this to make this work. I don't mean work as in twist yourself into knots, but like put in the effort that a good relationship requires. Um, I don't want my, my clearance bargain basement founded at the bottom of the bin under the, you know, 99 cent panties. Like that's not, the, that's not the one because I'm afraid if I don't jump on this deal, it'll never happen again. Like think of any ad for anything. If you don't buy it now, yeah. you'll never get it. That mentality, that here scarcity. Today, here today, gone tomorrow. And that scarcity thinking will absolutely have of all kink and non-kink mm -hmm. persuasions, have people going, okay, in other circumstances, I wouldn't touch that with a 10 foot pole. Mm. But today I'm feeling a little desperate and I may never meet another Dom. I may never meet another submissive. I may never, uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. That's not... Re that's not actually true. You will meet other people. Will you maybe have to do the hard work of going out there and being where the people are? Yes, yes, you might have to do that. <laughs> that doesn't mean you have to accept a random one that doesn't fit your needs, that doesn't even yeah. like you as a person who's telling you you have to change right. everything, or that you look at and go, okay, they'd be perfect if they changed. And then you have this laundry list. If what you, if you're looking at a person and thinking, okay, I'll, I'll take them. I'll, I'll, I'll take that one out of the clearance rack. And then I will DIY on top of this and create like, no, no, you've just asked for a person to maybe fundamentally change who they are to fit what you need. Like, no. Also, I just want to say that little mini rant was not a shade to clearance shopping. I love clearance shopping. I don't like to pay full price for nothing. <laughs> but I also know when the marketing, you know, people and advertisers of the world are fucking with us, okay? Because <laughs> I've done that job. <laughs> well, I, I think too. So I'm, scarcity I'm, model kind of. It's, I'm I'm gonna bring bring my little two cents into this. You know, bring I, us a whole nickel. Down. I I I have, I have leave it to two long cents. time thought of it as the, um, you know, fast food syndrome. You know, instant gratification. Yes. You know, we we. Media and and uh, commercial entities have taught us that you know, gotta get it now, gotta get it now. Pull yep. up, pull up that drive-through window and, and get it right this don't instant. Don't wait, don't wait. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, and and sometimes, best things in life are the ones worth waiting for. Yeah, oh, that's fucking hard. I hate the the p it's word. That patient word again. Yeah. You I know, know what? I'll say this. I'll say I this. Know. I fucking hate it. I am naturally inclined to to want to move fast and break shit you know be impatient but the times i have forced myself or life has forced me to be patient it's always been worth it mm -hmm. i haven't yet had a moment where i've had moments where i thought uh oh i lost out right like I, I waited too long i was too patient but i lost out on the thing and then because i didn't follow that thing bought that thing did that thing i was open for the thing that was around the corner mm -hmm. that i couldn't have anticipated and i was like oh so sometimes this is what patience gets you. Fuck. <laughs> Fucking hate patience. So the answer to does a submissive have to change in order to have a successful DS relationship? The short and dirty answer is no. Right. Should both sides of the slash be prepared and willing 
to go through some personal growth within the relationship for it to be successful? Absolutely. Is everybody going to learn new skills here? Absolutely. Um, But neither partner on either side of the slash Mm -hmm. should feel that they have to fundamentally change who they are to fit whatever their partner is looking for and and requiring and needing and requesting in order to have a successful DS relationship. Quite frankly, I have a feeling that's how that relationship is going to implode. And then it's going to be an unhappy, unsuccessful (laughs) relationship. Yeah. So. See why that couldn't have just been. I, I, hey, I. Mm Mm-mm. I, I am. As soon as you told me the question, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. have thoughts. Mm-hmm. So do you have any parting thoughts on that? Um, you know, no. Other than other than what you said, I, I kind of thought of this as, you know, me for some reason. I like to throw in a little business uh, line to it. You know, it, it's kind of like getting a new job. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a new job because you have a certain set of 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 skills mm-hmm. um, you go into that job not changing fundamentally who you are right but at the same time you go into that job you bring what you bring with you but you also learn new things right a- as you do in, as in doing the job and i think and that answers maddie's question of what's the line between big changes and big personal growth expectations we'll throw out expectations because you mm-hmm. can't plan for them but a big change is I'm going to change. I'm going to have a different career path. That is a big change. I'm going to pick up my myself and my two children, move 440 miles to live with my dominant partner. That was a big ass change. The growth happened because in the preceding 18 months before I made that big change, I'd finally gotten to know a good for me partner, learned to trust that person, had that trust reciprocated, built a strong relationship that I thought could last and it was worth it to me. The growth both preceded and I don't know what the word is, came after the big change. I made a big change because I'd had some personal growth. After I made the big change and adjusted my life, I have more personal growth. Mm-hmm. The expectation that there will be personal growth, I don't think you can have expectations. I think you can go into it going, oh, this is gonna, this is gonna require me to, to learn something new about myself mm-hmm. or a skill. I'm gonna be learning something, but I don't think you can ex- expect if you're going to expect personal growth, expect it all the time. Expect mm-hmm. that it's happening every moment of every day that you're moving through life. You won't see it until you look back. You won't see it until it's in your rearview mirror and you're comparing yeah. how you did things here to six months, six years later. But to make a big change tends to follow some personal growth you've had. Mm-hmm. To then adjust to that big change and find some measure of success or happiness even if it means you throw out the big change plan you thought you had, that's the next, that's another mm-hmm. level of personal growth. It's all part and parcel. It all goes together. Yeah. I think. So, okay. Okay. We're going to have a bonus section. All right. Which we'll probably be back to uh, just talking about our dog and cats. I'm just saying. But <laughs> I don't think we'll have a actual bonus section with bonus content. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't intend yeah. it. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, we can do a bonus section. Okay. So are we good? I don't know. I have no idea. Keep it kinky, kinky, y'all. And we'll see you next week. Daddy. Yes, baby girl. Can I talk to the crickets, please? You've been doing an awful lot of talking to the... I've been talking to you. Me? Yeah.
What about all those people out there? Well, they know I'm talking to them, but I'm looking at you. <laughs> Go ahead and talk to your Thank crickets. Thank you. Um, so, podcast listeners, I respect that many of you are podcast listeners because you want the ease, the simplicity, the don't make me do nothing except, you know, listen to your voice ness of a podcast. I'm the same way. But if you don't follow us on Instagram, if I may finally be able to tempt you with why for just like 30 seconds, you should go watch a YouTube video. My hair is purple. Everybody who's watching on YouTube has already seen it. Uh, anybody who follows us on Instagram, whether that's the loving BDSM Instagram at that handle I fucking hate or the kinkery Instagram has seen uh, my hair. Uh, the filter I like to use on Instagram, it's called honey, by the way, um, cause it smooths out the skin and gets out the redness, makes my hair look more blue than purple, um, whatever. So if, 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 if you're like, eh, maybe I'll check out the YouTube channel. Maybe I'll check out Instagram. You're gonna see my purple hair. Um, we talked about it in the butt rub portion, the the pre-game portion mm-hmm. of the live stream. Yep. So anybody who's interested can go back and listen to that, watch that. Um, butt rub stuff. What? Ha- no, bonus section stuff. Ah, what are words? <laughs> We're a bit beyond the butt rub. We are. I mean, I'll always, always take a good butt rub. Uh, love me some butt rub. Uh, what have you, you got do. for a bonus yeah. section is what I was um, trying to say. I, I've just been keeping on, keeping on, uh, you know, doing my thing. Uh, yes, last night we finally got some much needed rain. Yeah, thank God. Yep, very, very glad for that. And I uh, woke up kind of to a surprise when I went to let the dog out. Apparently during the night when the rain came through, um, there was a big limb that broke off into the backyard. Yeah, so behind our back fence is a wooded area with tons of trees. Mm-hmm. And some of the branches overhang into our backyard, which is fine. Yeah. And we've had some really big storms where nothing came down into our yard from back right. there. Um, but this one, where I don't think the storm was quite Mm-mm. at that level of intensity, but that limb was ready to come down. Yeah. It missed, I think it like nudged our orange tree, but that was, that was mm-hmm. fine. It was just weird. We're and like, I, and I, and I looked at the, the limb because you know me too. It's like, oh, is, can I do anything with this? <laughs> I didn't even think of that. I looked at how skinny it was. Oh, he can't do anything with that. Of course you know, she did. something to do with it. I know. But, um, no, apparently it broke off because the tree was, uh. Dying. Is showing some age yeah gotcha yeah well i'm just i'm glad it wasn't a fence i'm glad it didn't come down on top right. of your shed like mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. a it was a pretty big branch but it was fine we it, to continue our old people conversation about weather uh, <laughs> <laughs> um it was sort of funny because we've been watching the weather reports and our area has been getting rain because it's florida in summer afternoon evening there's gonna be rain but it kept missing our house right. to the point we were coming home from some errands last night and we're driving through torrential downpour nearing our the main road to get into our neighborhood. We go down that main road and we're like, wow, there, it rained, it rained. And as we went further and further down the road, I'm like, I think it's sprinkled here. And then it was like a, a line and it did not rain. I'm like, did did our house not get any rain again? It's it's like a donut and we're in the center and getting the rain. We're under the dome. Well, I was saying donut because it was raining all around us. That was the the pastry goodness of a donut. I also now want a donut. And we're the center hole and getting no rain. And then last night, thank God, it was like after in the house, then, you know, deluge and torrential downpour on top of our heads. Yep. 
which was nice. So, okay, we've done the old people talk about the weather. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at least we've only sometimes this summer complained about the heat. Like, we keep it brief. There were entire summers Mm -hmm. where we're like, oh, my God, it's so hot. As if it would come to a surprise to anybody that Florida in summer is hot. It's hot. Um, (laughs) The... uh, Lola is good. Yeah. She's wonderful. You probably heard her shake in the background a minute ago because her collar went flopping. Jingle jangle, yeah. Uh, the cats are good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Onyx is becoming more, air quote, this aggressive in her desire to have her head scratched. Attention, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Ella is actually seeking me out to let me pet her more really? than she used to. Well, here's why. The boys, who she loves and adores, and will sleep in their bed and be as close to them as possible, they pick her up like a baby, cradle her around. They don't swing her around, like fling her, but like move very fast and a little aggressively. And she tolerates it until she doesn't. I'm the soft, gentle one who like do a little scratch right on her cheek. And you could just see her relax like, oh, okay, you're not going to pick me up. You're not going (laughs) to move me. You're just going to let me exist. Okay. And so now she's starting to seek me out like she doesn't want it for too long. It's not like Onyx, who's like, oh, no, you will pet me for exactly 15 minutes and 42 seconds. And you will not pick me up to do it. Ella's like, I only want about 10 seconds of it, but I would like 10 seconds a few times a day. Yeah. Uh, So. (sighs) Yeah. Well, the the youngest (sighs) has also semi-adopted Ella. Mm Mm-hmm. He's also a little aggressive in his love, and so he's got scratches. She still goes to his bed. She still wants to be with him. Mm -hmm. So it's a relationship they've developed, but he's got scratches all over him. (laughs) I'm like, are are you sure she's liking this? Right. (laughs) But we, um, yesterday afternoon, I did school clothes shopping with him. I'm glad that's over now. We have to go to eye appointments and dental appointments. That stuff is still coming up, but clothes shopping is done. He's... On one level, he's not hard to shop for. He wants mm-hmm. very basic things. He mm-hmm. kind of has a, his sense of style is kind of the same over the past few years. Um, but he's picky about the colors. So I can't pick them out for him. He'll be like, I don't want that. And then he will absolutely not wear it. And I, it's just not a fight I'm willing to have. It's like, just come with me. Yeah, I'll buy you treats and food and drinks. Cause is it a shopping excursion if you don't have an ice cold drink in your hand? I don't think so. Um, <laughs> I'm giving my kids the thing I desperately wanted when I was a kid on the random times we would go out. We don't go out very often with them. I didn't go out very often when I was a kid, but I was always like, can we get a drink from McDonald's? Can, you know, can we get a snack? I was always reminded we had food at home. And so (laughs) my, I don't think my kids have ever heard. We have food at home. (laughs) I don't think I've I've ever said it. Have you said it? I don't think so. (laughs) Have you? I haven't. I'm like, you know, a treat does sound nice. A few times I've been like, okay, enough is enough. <laughs> there have been enough treats floating around here for everybody. And I'm like, oh, we're when we plan where to go, I'm going to map out where the drive throughs are because there will be treats. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. But, no, his, his color palette is changing. Yes. Um, more muted colors which on one level i kind of get it it's middle school somebody has probably said something at some point and he just wants to avoid the hassle and the other part of me is like but i like the fact that you literally dress the entire rainbow like mm-hmm. do it if it makes you happy but right it's his choice um 
so yeah we did that it's been i mean it's been quiet it has been quiet th- this past week um you and I went to do some clothes shopping for me. I got some walking shorts. I'm going to start doing some walking. You got very brightly colored walking shorts. I did. Shorts. Nobody will miss you. That's, Everybody that's, will see you coming. That is my hope around here. Yeah. I know, right? Cool. I know. <laughs> that is my hope. <laughs> I know. And now, this I don't think this will come to a shock to many people, but some people will find it surprising because I know it looks like we are attached at the hip. We have, we used to try to walk together. Uh, JB walks like he's actually trying to run a fucking race and I cannot keep up. <laughs> so, mm, um, but also we each want to walk for different amounts of time, different paths, different blah, 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 blah. Mm. So this is not something we're doing together. I walk in the morning before I start right. my day and you will probably I will most likely walk, walk in, in the, the evenings evening at the end of your day. Um, you and know, yes, we will do it separately. We are capable of that. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, much as I love her, I mean, we do walk the dog together. That's different. That, I consider that, that like that. And that's a, different. Um, but when I'm walking for the sake of walking. Y'all, he needs to I, enter some power walking races. Holy fucking shit. Um, I, I pop in the earbuds and, and I get some music with a beat but going. But you can do it without having music. Oh, I we can. can just be at Sam's Club and I'm panting. I have longer legs than he does and I feel like mine are doing like the the spinny wheel thing trying to keep up with you. <laughs> and part of it is I have tr- I have I used to actually run 5Ks and then when I stopped running cuz these knees just don't like that, I was power walking at at my top speed, which is certainly faster than walking right now, mm-hmm. 5Ks, and enjoying it. And I could do it. And then when I worked retail a million years ago, you learn to walk really fast in retail because God knows you're going to have to get from one side of the store to the other for whatever reason. I know how to walk fast. One, yes, I'm a little out of shape. Like, y'all, I have yeah. a mirror. I know. But two, when we're at the grocery store, I don't want to walk like the building is on fire behind me and the only way i can go buy the carton of milk is to outpace the burning inferno like it's like mm-hmm. what is the rush it is just grocery shopping and <laughs> and i i hate to say this it's not just you because when i was in south florida a couple weeks ago uh, the person i was with you know walking down the strip there at uh, fort lauderdale beach a um, few times I was told, um, you need slow to the slow. fuck down. Yeah. Some, like, look, <laughs> if you wanted to get into doing 5Ks with me, because I I used to do them all the time and love them. Mm-hmm. And I miss 5Ks. And mm-hmm. I'm not running. I would have to be a walker. That's fine. If you wanted to train for that, I would train. And I would, even if I was behind you and going a little slower, I would use you as my <laughs> model. But when we are just walking through life again, and there's not, a blazing inferno chasing us mm-hmm. i would like to stroll with you i would like to walk at a pace where i can speak and look at the things we're walking by how many times have we gone somewhere and it's like a blur i'm like i don't even know what all the grocery store we're on where are you going in such a hurry i know i know i love you so much slow the fuck mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And and Miss Fox said didn't know that they were just walking short. They're gym shorts. They're gym I, shorts. I call yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Technically, with the we were in Coles last night, and 
the now three experiences buying all the clothing that was needed for the person we were shopping for in Kohl's. I was like, apparently I'm a Kohl's shopper. Why did I not know? There's an entire activewear section. On one side, it was men's, which had some brighter colors than in the air quote women's section. In the men's section, there were like five or six different styles of shorts. And I was like, aren't they all just gym shorts? No. Some are like the basketball shorts, the mesh stuff. And then some were like this other material that I was like, is that not a swim trunk? No, I don't, is that a tennis short? I don't know. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Mm. So you just went for, for stretchy I mean, waistband and colorful. They've, they've, let's They're just, pretty. Let, me, let me just say this. Gym shorts have come a long way Aww. from the black and gray that I remember as a kid. That, that was yeah. your well, black, gray, and blue. That was it. That, that was, mm-hmm. those were your choices. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. So, yeah, I you know, and it it's not just you. Um, yeah, when I, know, I it's, get it's actually you. If it's other it, it, people, it is me. It's yeah, you. it's yeah. You. It, it, it is me. When I when I get wound up, you know, I'm like one of those little toys that you know. Is, but then you know what else you they, do? They gain momentum as they. But you know what else you do? You also then immediately put on the brakes. There's no brake light. There's no signal. <laughs> There's no flashing lights. I'm <laughs> puffing and puffing to race through the publics like our ass is on fire. And then you see something you want to look at and you come to a dead ass stop. And so I too now figure out how to slow the hell down and stop. And then the, uh, the irony is for as fast as you're walking, you can spend a lot of time looking at the options and deciding on your, your options. I'm like, Clearly, we're not actually in a hurry here because we've just spent 20 minutes looking at this one product and all the other products just like it to make sure we're getting the right thing. So it's not get in and out of the grocery store as quickly as possible. It's not just grab a thing, throw it at the ground. No, (laughs) no, no. And part of me knowing that you are sadistic as fuck wonders if there aren't times even if you don't start out doing it purposefully, if you take a little, a little glee and satisfaction, there is that from the fact that it sounds like uh, I just finished giving birth and I'm trying to catch back the fuck up with you, like, okay, I'm here. okay, what are we looking at? Okay, pretzels. Uh, it's pretzels. Which ones do you want? No, let's take let's take ten minutes. I can use a break. Okay, take your pretzels. <laughs> Y'all. <laughs> part of my sadistic plan i think so i think sometimes you you take a little a little bit of and yet you know where you slow down in the parking lot there'll be a car like way the fuck back it's not coming near us and i know i'm not a small woman if we're in the center of that uh crosswalk they're gonna see me and they're not gonna want that damage to their fucking truck and this one will go no no we have to wait i'm like wait the hell back we can get across the way you walk we could definitely get across (laughs) Look, if I think a car is going to hit me, I will walk faster. <laughs> I'm funny that way. But that's where you want to slow down. And I just, I love you so much. I'm so glad you're cute. Oh. <laughs> mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so other than that, uh, yeah, I got nothing. Mm. I got nothing. Just working. Yeah, and I mean, that, that, that's what I've been doing. Um, you know trying to do the do what i can out in the shop and and keep things going 
Um, after we finish recording this, I need to call the sawmill. Yes, because you want to go. We can, I, you got to get wood. I, I, I need to get wood. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, we're just going to mm. keep on keeping on. Right. Uh, that's all I got. I'm going to keep enjoying my purple hair. There you go. I'm going to be very sad when I have to take this eye makeup off tonight. I did not do this on purpose. I don't know what I'm doing with eyeshadow. Mm-hmm. And I did a thing and I'm like, I did a thing. Damn. Okay. <laughs> I will never do it again. But for this one week, I did a thing. Okay. All right. All right. So I guess with that, we uh, we should probably go. Uh, probably let these people, good people, get on with their day. Uh, uh, some of these good people have said they would happily hang out for a longer stream true 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 which thankfully third friday i don't remember what date that is in august but whatever the third friday is currently it's open (laughs) and available it'll be a live stream okay we uh we're gonna go Mm -hmm. okay i need a snack i didn't eat a real lunch before we started streaming i'm hungry Hmm. okay i keep saying that we're gonna go i know and we don't go anywhere all right time to say goodbye Okay. All right. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining us. See you next week. Yep. Bye.